welcome back to Seven Skills for the Future podcast series two. I'm Emma Sue Prince and I'm joined by my producer, James. Hi, Emma Sue, and hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. This podcast is all about putting you into the driving seat of your own life. It's about the seven skills of adaptability, empathy, critical thinking, integrity, being optimistic, being proactive and being resilient. And you can live a much happier life full of purpose and meaning just by using these seven skills. In this series, I'm exploring themes that are linked to these seven skills. I've also got some great interviews lined up. And for the first time, we're introducing questions from our listeners. And we've had some great questions so far. So if you want us to answer one of your questions in this series, you just need to get in touch via our Instagram, Seven Skills for the Future feed, or find me on Twitter or the website, Unimenta. And your question might get included. It could be about anything. It could be about applying one of these skills or just a question that you have about a situation in your life at the moment. And if you want more, just buy the book, Seven Skills for the Future, out now in all major bookstores via Amazon and other online retailers. So, Emma Sue, uh, what's the subject of today's episode? In this episode, I want to talk about morning routines. How you start your day impacts every single part of your day. That's what I believe anyway. And once I realised that and changed how I began the day, the effect was transformational. So I'm going to be talking about that, about some great morning routines you can easily adapt that will have an immediate impact. And of course, will impact all seven skills and help you to be better at using them. So James, can you describe your typical morning routine? Well, I'm one of those people who doesn't wake up very well. So for me, waking up is a slow process. So I can very easily, from the time I wake up to the time I get up, could easily be an hour. So I have to drag myself out of bed in the morning. I'm definitely not a morning person. And then once I've got over that hurdle, though, once basically once I've had a cup of tea, then I'm okay. Because I work at home as a freelancer, I try to get to work as quickly as I can because uh, otherwise I could just spend half the morning uh, messing around and then all of a sudden, you know, it's nearly lunchtime. So I try to get into my, into my office and get to work as quickly as I can. Well, it sounds like you're quite aware of your of your patterns and, and, and what you do. People don't necessarily think about that time period right at the beginning of the day when they wake up. So they'll tend to do the same thing over and over, uh, whether that's putting the alarm back on snooze or checking the phone for messages and news and so on. Lots of people don't have breakfast. I don't know if you have breakfast, James, but lots of people don't have breakfast. Yeah, well, I do and I don't. It depends. <laughs> well, breakfast is quite important. But yeah, most of us don't tend to really think about the importance of how we begin our day. But what is it about the morning routine in particular that makes such a difference? Well, what you do first thing in the morning, um, no matter what time you get up, uh, sets you up for the day. So 
if I start my day flooding my brain with stuff, most of it not even important, probably, I'm going to be into a high alert state before I've actually dealt with any real stuff of the day. So, you know, this is a standard trap that many people fall into is they start looking at their emails right at the beginning of the day. And our brains have limited capacity for what they can absorb. And so energy gets used up. So having a slow start to the day, as you've been describing, isn't actually a bad thing, can be actually a very good thing. If you're starting the day using up your energy with other people's demands and other people's stuff, that's not good. And that's what will happen if you're checking email first thing, which many, many people do. And they did a study of successful people and all of them, without exception, had a specific morning routine. And that morning routine often included exercise, meditation, thinking and reflecting. And so they're starting the day from a from a strong place. They're strong, they're ready. Um, they've had breakfast. <laughs> and um, yeah, starting the day from, from a place of strength and power. Yeah, but Emma, so I described my morning routine to you. So I think it's only fair that you describe your morning routine to our listeners. I think you're right, James. Um, so I do have a morning routine and I try to do it every day and I'm still working on it, but this is my morning routine. So I wake early. I wake up about 6am, which was a deliberate move to start getting up a little bit earlier. The first thing I do is I have a very large glass of lemon water and I put it on my bed the night before so it's ready. Uh, otherwise, I probably wouldn't drink the water. But I'd start the day with uh, lemon water, which is really good cleansing after uh, uh, sleeping for several hours. I often light a candle, especially in the winter. So for, for me, lighting a candle is a cue to be mindful and to just start more slowly. I'm really lucky because my husband brings me a cup of tea and I usually write a little bit in the morning. So I might write in a, in a gratitude journal or just write down a few thoughts. My phone is nowhere near. I don't have it anywhere near me in the bedroom. And I don't uh, look at it until after breakfast. And often I don't look at it at all till after my morning walk. I just kind of slow down. Uh, I cook breakfast for my family. I help my son get ready, take him to school, chat with him on the way. And I don't want that precious time with him to be influenced by me looking at my phone or checking my email at that time of day. It's something I used to do. So, you know, I've learned, learned from that. I try to have that time with him. I then go for a walk out in nature with the dog. And this is a great way for me to think and to reflect and just get ready for my day. And then once I'm back, I will always try and work on an immediate business task, like a meaty project or, or some writing. I'm at my most productive in the morning. So I think it's important that that one is aware of, of, of productivity levels and when the highest productivity is for me it's in the morning it is for many people so I find that if I go into email first thing it sucks up my energy and then I can spend a couple of hours responding to emails and I do it you know it happens still so you know I don't stick to the routine religiously um, but I try to remember to, to choose to do that later and not do it first thing and so for me the impact is I'm more productive I'm more positive I'm calmer then when I used to do the opposite, which was basically rushing around and checking my emails before I'd even woken up properly. So how does having a morning routine connect with the seven skills, though? Well, as many listeners and readers of Seven Skills for the Future will know, I believe strongly that we each need to be nurturing all seven skills each day. 
And we have lots of opportunities to do that. And having a morning routine allows you to set intentions for the day ahead. So it allows you to have some space to think about the people you're going to be meeting that day, setting your intention for that meeting um, or for that person so that you can experience the best possible outcome for that particular interaction that you might be having. I think if our morning routine includes things like mindfulness, gratitude or writing, I think these practices have a, an immediate and long term impact on our ability to be in the moment, to listen when it matters. And that's empathy right there. To have perspective on things and challenges that we may face. That's optimism and resilience and to be more responsive to our environment and less reactive and that links to being proactive and being adaptable. So, so working on these seven skills does require conscious effort and comes into everything. So it's everything from how we choose to respond to last minute changes or to an angry email or a difficult meeting. So I think if we start the day right, we're just better equipped. So I think for people who are thinking about changing their morning routine to to go from one extreme to another, it may be quite a big thing to ask for at the beginning. So have you got any suggestions for tweaks that our listeners can begin to make to start to perhaps get more out of their mornings? Absolutely. And I think it's always easier to start with small tweaks rather than trying to make huge changes. So um, certainly things like getting up a little earlier is proven to make a difference. So even if it's just 10 or 15 minutes earlier, it gives you a bit more space to perhaps start more slowly. I would say give yourself at least 15 minutes, if you can, of no screen time. So, you know, you shouldn't need to check your phone straight away. I know many people have their phone as an alarm clock, so maybe consider getting an old-fashioned alarm clock. Um, but resist the urge to check your email or social media first thing in the morning because that sets you up to a day of being enslaved to technology. And your morning time should be reserved just for you. So to think of it as, you know, this is time for me, my me time. Um, so simple things like disabling notifications on your home screen so you're not tempted by that Facebook update or mounting emails or just having your phone away from you first thing in the morning. Just don't have it near, near you. I would also recommend if you drink a lot of coffee to perhaps swap that coffee for lemon water. Um, so that's what I did. Lukewarm water with a fresh lemon squeezed into it has a lot of benefits, but you need to drink it first thing in the morning. So what it does is it starts your metabolism much better than coffee. So it cleanses your, your, your mouth and your throat and it gives you a boost of energy. So doing that will make a, an immediate impact. And I know if you drink a lot of coffee, that might be difficult, but if you can manage 30 minutes before that coffee and have that water first, it's a great way to reduce the need to, you know, co uh, constantly drink coffee. Because again, drinking coffee can be a reflexive action. You know, we make coffee, we drink it, we drink another cup, we drink another cup. It's actually not the best way to begin the day. Think about how you get out of bed. Um, so the best way, rather than sitting bolt upright and rushing, which is what many of us do, is just to gently roll over onto your side, push yourself up into a sitting position and then stand with a straight back. So no hunching the back. It's a much gentler way to get up. It takes the pressure off your heart and back. And it's a nice ritual to start your morning. You know, you're kind of 
starting from a bit of a power pose in a way. You could also think about setting and affirming your goals for the day. Maybe while you're stretching in bed or maybe while you're drinking your water, you could be thinking about what do I want to achieve today? What sort of things are important for the day ahead of me? And just start to set your intentions. So if you know you're going to be going into a meeting, you could be thinking, okay, I'm going to contribute to this meeting. I'm going to choose to have a positive interaction with this person who drives me nuts, whatever it is. But you're kind of just, again, setting yourself up to be more responsive by thinking about your your goals for the day or your intentions for the day. The next one is, is actually seems really obvious, but many people ignore it. And that's simply by stretching. So just to move your body awake. And, you know, if you've been asleep for several hours, hopefully, it's important to get some movement. You don't have to go and do a workout unless you want to, but you can just do a nice, simple stretch, stretch out legs and arms overhead movement. Um, Whatever feels right for you, it's just about gently waking your body up. And If you can try to find some time for a little meditation or mindfulness, this would be really, really good. So this can be as simple as just sitting in a comfortable position, clearing your mind. Even if it's for less than a minute, it can help your mental clarity and spiritual well-being and it can set the stage for the day. So those are my tips for some small tweaks that our listeners can, can make. Some great advice. Thank you, Emma Sue. Uh, Let's take a quick break and we'll come back with a question from one of our listeners. Okay, so welcome back. We have a question here from one of our listeners. This question comes from Sarah in the UK. She wants to know, what would you recommend for a good night's sleep? Emma, so we've been talking about waking up. Let's talk about going to sleep. <laughs> yeah, well, I think uh, an evening routine can, can be just as important as the morning routine, actually. But um, yeah, I mean, there are lots of things you can do for getting a good night's sleep. And I think that starts with how you wind down at the end of the evening. So again, just as I've been talking about no screen time first thing in the morning, um, it's actually quite important to have that in the evening too. And I think they say to actually stop looking at screens for up to two hours before you intend to go to sleep because the the light, even though you can have controls on the light, it can still, it just is alerting your brain too much. So, so having some screen free time Gently winding down, so make sure your bedroom is cooler than the rest of the house. We sleep better when we are in a cooler setting. So opening the window, having the bedroom as a place to sleep, so no work in the bedroom, somewhere, you know, just a peaceful place, make it into a haven so that you really do want to go there and sleep. And actually, yes, having some kind of nighttime routine that you have in the evening. So relaxing in some way, maybe a hot drink. Um, a warm bath or a warm shower also helps with body temperature. Some mindfulness again will help because it's just clearing your your thoughts. If you're somebody who wakes up in the night and you worry about things, one really effective thing to do is simply to write them down. I know that sounds like, gosh, that's just going to wake me up, but it's a really great little tip you just have a notebook write down all the things that are bugging you or that you're thinking about or things that you have to do and you'll be able to go back to sleep so 
those are my recommendations for a good night's sleep. I think that just about brings us to the end of today's episode, Emma Sue. Yes, it does. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for listening to the Seven Skills for the Future podcast. There are all sorts of things you can do to boost each of the seven skills. If you want more ideas, you can buy the book, Seven Skills for the Future. You can also go online to our website, Unimenta, and join as a member, and you'll be able to access more resources, ideas, and free downloads. If you have a question you want to ask on these podcasts, get in touch through Instagram at Seven Skills for the Future, or on Twitter and Facebook at Unimenta. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your podcast player of choice. Thank you.